My name is Richard Villegas, and I am in Portland, Oregon, uh, and very excited to bring to you all uh, some fabulous conversations in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, at the moment, we're listening to a song by True School and Karan Anjula, uh, and it's called Ask About Me. Um, and we got some lovely Bangra and some extremely cool guests. So we're going to play out that song, and we'll be right back with, well, fabulous guests. sitting in their back porch. Uh, it's starting to rain and it's a little chilly, uh, but I am joined by DJ Anjali and the incredible kid. How's it going? Good. Hi. Hello, hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming over. Yeah, excited to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I'm actually like, I, I, I walked here. I'm like a 30 minute walk from here. I'm like, oh, this is fab. Like, the fact that I can do this in Portland, amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I'm really glad to, to be here because again, I'm, uh, you know, the song mess at home, listeners at home, uh, but they know that, you know, wherever I go, I try to do these interviews, these series to sort of, um, you know, portrait a little bit of what's happening in these different cities. Um, obviously, Songmes is, uh, is a Latin, Latinx, Latino, Latin American uh, diaspora focused uh, show. Uh, but I think it's really interesting because, again, like you all merge, uh, again, the Indian diaspora and the Latin American diaspora. And uh, the playlist today is wild. <laughs> and I'm so excited uh, to talk to you all. And uh, let's, you know, let's start from zero. Uh, for the listeners at home who don't know you, who are you and what is it that you do? Um, we're a DJ duo. Anjali and the Kid is kind of the abbreviated version of um, our longer name. And 
we have been throwing parties in Portland for 19 years. We've been DJing together for more than 20 years. We met working at Pals Books, the world's like largest independent bookstore in downtown Portland. And I like bugged him one day, like, hey, show me how to DJ. And then he did, and everybody loved me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, humility does not pay the bills. <laughs> And yeah, our first um, our first couple club gigs, like proper club club gigs, um, after we've been doing like house parties for years, we I got this huge check, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm quitting the bookstore." There we go. And he was like, "You don't know it's going to be like that every time." And I was like, "So I stayed at the bookstore for a few years. Then we went to India. It was his first trip to India, oh, and then I quit the bookstore. Okay. And I've literally been a DJ, um, like a just a solo working." freelance dj since 2004 um amazing congratulations thank you i mean <laughs> well and portland is much more expensive than it used to be but i'm mm-hmm. making it work like um you can live cheaply here well essentially so. and you're clearly booked and blessed which definitely helps i mean when i was so i, I wrote this story for Bandcamp a few months ago about you know uh, Latin indie music and bookers and touring routes mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest, um, and I interviewed Sofia Costa, uh, who is a well-known uh, DJ and producer uh, known as Coast to Sea. Uh, dear listeners, go check her out. Um, you know, and she and like, and she was like, you know, like it's interesting because like Portland has a lot of music and stuff, but like if you want to really know what's happening, nightlife is kind of the gateway. Like it's just it's kind of the one thing that remains really consistent. Bands come and go, bands break up. You know, and even parties, I guess, come and go. But like the DJs, the producers, the the event promoters really remain a constant uh, in this town. So I, 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 you know, I'm so excited to to get to talk to you all as institutions. Apparently, <laughs> I had no idea you'd been around for 20 years doing this shit uh, about of nightlife. So tell me about Portland nightlife. What what makes it cool and special and unique? Oh, oh we probably wow. just diss on it. Is what no. we probably do. <laughs> oh no, I got them jaded. No. <laughs> Uh, What's most exciting to me about Portland nightlife is how it's changing Mm -hmm. um, because it's becoming more diverse. And there are now a lot of young Latinx DJs and producers and party throwers and stuff in a way that just didn't exist 20 some years ago when we started. So there's like a party called Global Based. That's a party I'm really excited about. There's a a DJ collective called Noche Libre. Mm -hmm. And so it's those young voices that are what's most exciting to me because Portland used to be a bunch of old white guys playing music that wasn't necessarily white but the crowd was usually white sure and that was the majority of the scene and so we were doing something very different when we started out because we were saying yeah we're not interested in playing music that's you know made by like a white dj or producer that just throws a little sample in we mm-hmm. want to go to actual communities and be sharing the music that the community makes for themselves um whether it was latin music or indian music or in a case of a party we did for 10 years called Atlas, we would also do Arabic music and Balkan music. And uh, we had a partner, DJ E3, that we did that with. So we've always been trying to represent different communities that weren't necessarily being represented in Portland. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because these days you have this kind of very well-known party known as Tropidal, uh, which I love. That. <laughs> uh, tell us. So I guess Atlas just probably morphed into Tropidal. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Atlas was uh, with a third partner, E3, and it was um, before the term global base existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started that party in 2003. And oh, whoa. I know. <laughs> um, we outside of um, Andaz, which is our long running Desi party where we played Desi bass, you know, maybe some Asian underground, but really Bollywood and Bungaro is kind of like the main sound of that party. We had um, all these other sonic interests like Balkan beats, maybe French hip hop, like like French Algerian hip hop um, or North African sounds. Um, and then, of course, like the kid with his like at that time, like he was the one playing way more Latin music than I was. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, Portland was definitely like very white and all the de- most of the DJs were very white. And it's like um, it felt so lonely to me. I was like, this is so cool. Like I get to like be up here and like kind of share my, um, you know, my take on like Daisy Diaspora music. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there were very, very few women of color DJs sure um, and like of course technology like the, the the controller coming along and like um, 
like when we started DJing, most people were vinyl, and you know I was mostly CDs with some vinyl, and then you know all the vinyl dudes kind of like morphed over to Serato and we were in this in between like well we still play CDs because Indian music like diaspora music comes out on CD doesn't come out on vinyl then you know with the advent of everybody um kind of moving over to laptops oh I was I was so slow to move to laptops um to a laptop and more and more gigs like I would just jump on his laptop and then eventually I was like okay you need to just leave your binders CD binders at home I'm a CD binder girl yeah um so yeah Technology is thank thank God like opened things up for many more DJs to just jump up. Um, but yeah, I don't know what else I was saying. I think I lost my train of thought. I'm curious about your crowd. Oh, who comes to see mm. uh, DJ Anjali and the and the incredible kid? Really mixed crowd. Um, really like beautiful mixed crowd of brown and black people and some white people and. Um, you know, I am a child of an immigrant, right? My mom's from India, so I, like, that's my focus, is playing for immigrant kids. Uh-huh. Um, and I like to play for aunties and uncles, too. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Aunties and uncles make the world go round. <laughs> Forget what you heard. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, I was talking about some. I was at, at the club, and I was just like, I'm at the age where, like, I clap along to the beat. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> that's that's where I'm at. The knees can't take otherwise. Um, and, well, I'm really excited to, you know, to, again, to be here, to be talking to you all. Again, I've heard so much about you, and uh, it's always better to get it directly from the source. Um, and I want to start talking about some music. Yeah. Um, we opened up the show, again, with a song called Ask About Me. This is by uh, True School uh, and Karan Anjula. Karen Angela. Uh, yeah. We're trying today. Uh, I, I like. I keep relying on phonetic. I'm like, you know, I was just like, my yeah. Spanish is apparently not going to carry me through. But uh, thankfully, I have somebody who actually speaks. Uh, I'm guessing Punjabi. Um, so tell us a little bit about <laughs> this song. Well, uh, well, and I don't really speak Punjabi. Oh, okay. um, and my family's from a different part of India. Oh, I know. I know. I so tried. I, I, well, I mean, I can understand a tiny baby. I call it baby Hindi. Is what I can. Okay. Is what I know. Um. um it's uh true school is like so solid i he has been he did like his own two albums um years and years ago i don't know 15 years ago true school and chaos productions Mm -hmm. they uh um, true school specialist oh right right chaos was later uh and maybe an imitator um (laughs) or did they do music yeah um he's just like remained solid um you know and he's had some singles with a lot of different artists and then they both come out like so strong with this album um definitely kind of on a like gangster punjabi tip is what i would say and we've been like rinsing this album so much in fact on the kids radio show a couple Uh weeks ago he just played the whole album he's like you guys just need to hear the whole thing (laughs) which is only the second time we've done that on i don't do the radio show anymore um but when MIA came out with Matungi, we were like, you guys just need to hear the whole thing. Like Honestly. from track one to track whatever. Yeah. And thank you for tuning in. You know, just, um, tell us about the radio show. Actually, I, I, I did not know that you had a radio show. Oh, um, we're down to one radio show. Um, we used to have two and we had to quit X-Ray FM, sadly, because of a executive director that was misbehaving. So okay. we stood up and, and quit that station. Fortunately, he's gone now. And we did that show for seven years and it's called Chore Bazaar. And in addition to all this club stuff um, that we obsess over, we also are crate diggers or we have been at different points and all of our trips to India we Oof. did a lot of crate digging even even if the kid was like I'm done I can't go anywhere today I'm like no we are here we are halfway around the world we are going to this place we are Baby. calling this uncle <laughs> we are getting the hands dirty today so yeah we um, been collecting a lot of um, old Bollywood vinyl Punjabi folk um, Kavali Lollywood the Pakistani um, the, the old Pakistani like soundtracks um kids been collecting latin vinyl for i don't know three decades now so tour bazaar was like the th- kind of our passion project like that we did weekly um and the archives are still up it's xray.fm slash chore bazaar amazing I'll, and, I'll make sure to link to that and then yeah cubby cushy cubby cush is the radio show that he still does every tuesday but we started it together and then cubby I, cush cubby cush cubby cushy cubby cush um wow. it's a, a play on the famous bollywood film cubby cushy cubby cum um, 
and Kebu the station is kind of an old hippie Portland station okay. and Kebu or is um was the name of a strain and so we were like oh well, well this- the berkeley boo was the strain yeah okay. that the station named itself after so yeah. we were like oh we'll name our show after uh like a, a fake bollywood strain sure. <laughs> i mean cubby kush sounds like it would sell right? it would just fly that's our new merch <laughs> what what do you what do you play on the show um, well, so Chore Bazaar was actually a reaction to uh, Cubby Cushy, Cubby Cush, which came first. Uh, we started hosting that together around January of 2006. Okay. And it was Whoa. not exclusively, but dedicated to the Daisy Diaspora and like the pounding beat side of the Daisy Diaspora. Okay. Um, so not necessarily the Bollywood Top 40 stuff, more like a lot of underground producers and hard beats. Always an emphasis on Punjabi music. Mm-hmm. She, uh, when Anjali was still doing the show, she would you know maybe mix in like uh, an indie artist or you know a jazz artist or something like South Asian jazz or South like an Indian indie artist like I would definitely make it left it was my approach was a little more left field like oh this isn't the stuff I can play in the club but I still love it um so yeah and, and, and I emphasize <laughs> the pounding beats more and so in the last several years when she uh, retired and relinquished the show to me it's much more just the pounding beats and I will mix in things like you know reggaeton or electro cumbia or any kind of international sound um, like Egyptian electro shabi things that, that are exciting me I'll definitely mix in but you're going to hear a lot of Punjabi beats and then you know South Asian diaspora stuff most well I think this is a great opportunity to hear a few more um, uh, up next, we got a song by uh, Nuclea, Major Laser, and uh, Rashmit uh, Kaur, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and it's Jedi Booty. Uh, tell me about, I, I mean, I want to say Jedi, but, <laughs> but tell me about Jedi Booty. Um, well, so it's kind of, it's a kind of funny song because in Hindi or Sanskrit, right, um, cannabis is ganja, right? Oh, okay, sure. But in this song, she's talking about marijuana or marijuana, like, with a little Indian accent, so it's pretty cute. Um, we've been, we've been, we, we live-streamed every Saturday from our living room in pandemic, um, just to have some normalcy in our life, and I know, that's right. <laughs> we, ha- we had more than a couple people come up and say it saved their life, um, so yeah, I think that song actually kind of reminds me of that era because every time we would play it, people would like chime in like, "Oh my god, this song!" Um, you don't get a lot of like, you, there are no, there's a lot of Punjabi songs about drinking, um, and there's some Bollywood songs about drinking, but there aren't songs about cannabis or ganja or marijuana really. You know, like at least very not few, very few. Yeah, um, there's definitely like some kind of like desi dance hall like you know uh what they call uh oh wow my brain just stopped um bunger muffin muffin, yeah there's a whole genre kind of more from the 80s 90s okay um because in in uh the uk the largest immigrant group are actually south asians okay um Mm -hmm. unlike here where we're the smallest immigrant group um but there's much more of a connection between the jamaican immigrants and the indian immigrants there Mm. which is kind of how you get this modern pungra sound um because of like sound system culture and like dub Mm -hmm. reggae um being played like they're living in the same neighborhoods there um and so that some of the early early like 80s like kind of club bungra stuff yeah yeah, yeah. um there was like a whole genre called bungra muffin um and there's like you know mcs uh roach killer apache indian (laughs) um uh delhi sultanate kind of like you know they're all three very different but indian rappers like rapping like toasting in a jamaican styly whoa yeah um but so yeah that's the rant about what? that song <laughs> no. I, I never forget that it was Indian laborers who brought uh, marijuana seeds to the Caribbean to Jamaica and huh. got that whole thing going amazing oh my god I, I am loving this because I'm actually staying here with a very good friend of mine and friend of the show Kat Donahue who is a marijuana journalist so I will be playing this song for her as soon as I get home uh, so we're going <laughs> to listen to this song again this is by Nuclea Major Laser and Rashmit Kaur uh, this is Jedi Bhuti and we will be right back with more of DJ Anjali and the incredible kid
Just got a little taste of some reggaeton, some dembo there. This song was called Camouflage. It's by Evie Queen. Uh, we stand. Uh, I figured, I was like, well, if we're going to play this massive banger that is Jet Booty, this would be the perfect <laughs> pairing. Um, can, what can you tell me about Evie Queen and, uh, and, this, and this song? This is a brand new track for us. This is her new single, so okay. I haven't even fully absorbed it yet. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, one of the things I love to do is to play music I haven't fully absorbed yet. Okay. I want to be there with the crowd being like, oh, wait a minute, this is hot. 100%. So I, I don't want to get bored. This is like, it's the hottest thing she's done in a long time. The fact that she's kind of working with the Dominican ribbon, sorry, Dominican rhythms mm-hmm. along w- with her Puerto Rican reggaeton style. I just love that pairing. As far as I know, I've never heard her do anything like that before. Yeah. So yeah, always stand the queen, Lara enough yeah sure. yeah dembo is having a big moment i mean i was just in dominican republic uh and it is playing out of every car you know flower shop funeral home like it's playing everywhere and same in india like really ba- yeah so bollywood songs and just kind of indian pop songs have been writing dembo for years mm. which makes um which makes our job at tropidal like so much easier you know yeah. <laughs> um it's amazing the music just music from like both diasporas just kind of seamlessly mix now 
I was blown away because a couple years ago when we were in India, we were in a mall in Punjab and they were playing a Dembo mix, just like in the food court. And I was like, whoa, you all caught up. And the internet just makes it so that everything's so much more instantaneous now. It used to be that with like Indian producers in India would be years behind the producers in the diaspora. And now it's just like, boom, everyone's got the hotness right away. So it's great for DJs. I mean, that's one of the things that I do love about the internet. It's just that like... It, it that is one of the few positives I think these days anymore. But um, you know, it, it has allowed so many of these sounds to just connect in different corners of the world. And I think the U.S. is usually a little slower because the U.S. is very insular. The U.S. doesn't like anything that's not in English or ours or homegrown or whatever. And I think because again, my area of focus is Latin America. But like um, something that I've talked about a lot, you know, in recent years is that Latin America is no longer just a source of of inspiration. It's no longer raw materials. It's a market. And, uh, you know, people are starting to pick up on that. Uh, Freddie Gibbs actually did a song with a Dembo artist called Chiqui de, el, el Chiqui de la Vaina. Um, and it's fucking sick. It's such a good song. It's like, oh, okay. So, like, the gringos are finally paying attention. Because, like, again, usually it's just, like, the global south just has that connection of, like, you know, strife and struggle. And, like, you know, maybe, like, low tech. Or, like, the way that you mentioned the, the CDs. That's still super popular in Mexico. I mean, some, now they do USBs. Mm-hmm. Like, a friend of mine just bought, like, a USB with, like, 3,000 cumbia songs at, like, the local... <laughs> Yangis, and he was like, and it, and the song, the folder titles were like incredible. It is so like I when you mentioned the the CDs, I was like, I super connected to that because it is, I think, ultimately a a connective thread, and that thread, I'm interested in to to, to hear a little bit about how it weaves here of uh, all these different sort of musical inspirations, all these diasporas. How it, I mean, do they connect here in Portland? Hmm. I think so. Um, I mean, I grew up here. Um, I lived in Tucson for a few years as a kid, and I lived in Philly for a few years. But most of my life's been spent here in Portland and Oregon. And it's, um, I don't know, I think, like, immigrant, brown immigrant kids, like, I, I feel like we need to stick together, you know? Sure. Um, we're stronger. Like, solidarity is always stronger amongst us. Um, for me personally, like, the Indian communities pretty conservative and so um you know I have my like my kind of chosen family my crew of like they see misfit friends Mm -hmm. but in general like the the South Asian community you know is kind of like um uptight and proper and very conservative and so um it's not like I don't necessarily yeah feel like um you know love from that side of the city um and like who that's like you know Indian girls just don't become club DJs (laughs) it's just not and there's more there are more South Asian you know young women like getting into DJing now more than ever but most people aren't going to stick with it Mm. as a career or as like a life choice it's kind of like a fun thing a lot of people maybe you know dabble in and that goes for everybody but um where I've kind of um I don't know. It's just been so lonely all these years, like being one of the few women DJs just in general. So, sure. yeah, I just find kind of like a sisterly solidarity um, um, or just like, yeah, just like an immigrant kid, like, you know, not who's not I'm not looking to, you know, I'm not um, I went to college, but I didn't you know, want to become like a professional doctor lawyer Mm -hmm. and which is very much kind of part of the Indian community it's like if you don't do one of those three things like doctor lawyer engineer like then what are you doing with your life kind of a thing and like I think there's you know obviously art music dance like that's like what that's what fuels me and and moving um moving forward with our growing power like as immigrants here um I feel like solidarity on the dance floor is just kind of one piece of that puzzle. Like, we can be in the streets, and we can be in politics, and we can be in, you know, in boardrooms or whatever. But we also need to kind of, like, share our music, share our dance language. There's so much to share, and I'm... We've never been into exclusive spaces. Like, especially, like, I'm mixed, right? My dad's white, my mom's Indian, and... um, I grew up with a lot of other mixed families. Um, that's just, that's kind of where I guess I feel 
the most comfortable, honestly. Yeah. I, you know, you, you, you know, you mentioned that, you know, like the, 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 uh, your options or your expectations, you know, when you're Indian is like, Oh, to become a doctor or a lawyer or mm-hmm. engineer or something. And I reminds me, I like, you know, remember how these memes of like evil so-and-so be like, were very popular a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was one about like, uh, evil Latino parents be like, sure, go chase your dreams, do art. And it's just like, yeah, it's, gonna, you know, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's the struggle. And I think it, it, it connects, uh, to different corners of the world and all that. And again, you mentioned solidarity. I'm very interested uh, before, while we took a break, we were talking a little bit about um, a a lot of the other uh, musicians here. Again, like a lot of like the Latino musicians out here, Latinx, uh, Mm -hmm. who knows how people are Mm -hmm. identifying these days. But, um, you know, we were talking about, uh, I think, Orquesta Pacifico Tropical, Mm -hmm. uh, Savila, Reina Tropical. Tell us about, again, connecting with this uh, again, I, I would usually describe it as a different scene, but I think it's just really one whole scene. Well, we've been, uh, in addition to our monthly parties, we started throwing these big New Year's Eve parties that just almost kind of feel like they just kind of fell in our lap in a way. Like, And at a certain point, though, I became very focused. I was like, we kind of have to... It's like the biggest party of the year. It's mm. the biggest night of the year. Like, um, and we really, really kind of aggressively hounded down different venues. And so we did like maybe three, four years at the Bossa Nova. Then we did three years at the Melody. And then we did the Wonder Ballroom, which is the big, big one. Um, but as we were growing into these bigger venues, we we're like, okay, we can't fill a thousand person venue, like sure. just us. So that's why we brought, we brought out Upper Dandy one year. Um, at the Melody, our first couple years there, they said, you know, there's a basement room. We'll just throw it in. Like we, we were doing rentals at this point. We okay. were like putting a lot of money out to throw these parties. And they were like, we'll throw in the second floor. And we thought, cool, let's do a two floor party. Why not? Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. have um, upstairs will be like the big ballroom. And then downstairs and some of us you know we both like ran up and like at one point i i don't know i finished my like twelve thirty set and i t- grabbed my bag and ran downstairs and we um we had fabi reina she um did a s- guest slot she was still she was djing vinyl um i mean this might be five six years ago i'm not sure um sofia costa sofia, costa c um ben bogard played Michael one bruce um DJ Panaflex probably played one. No? No. Oh, no. Shout out to DJ Panaflex, but no, okay. we didn't have a New Year's party. <laughs> hey, well, yeah, for years and years, our, our, um, despite the fact that we would do more broad global bass parties, mm-hmm. our New Year's party was often just Indian Daniela sounds. Daniela Karina, that's who we had. Daniela, Daniela Karina. <laughs> shout out. Um, so in, for, even though we would do broader global bass parties, our New Year's parties were almost always like Bunger Bollywood, you sure. know, Daisy Diaspora focused. And we just said, no, we're going to really push this Daisy Latino sound clash and, and decided that, you know, even if there were people that were like, wait a minute, we're not up for this. We're like, no, this is what the sound <laughs> we're pushing. Yeah. And we just yeah. really went that direction. Yeah, I mean, we could have done like a, you know, a very mainstream kind of sold out Bollywood thing. And we're like, yeah, that's not very interesting, though, sure. to us. Like we'll let somebody else do that. Like, we want to push forward our politics, like, right. on the dance floor. It's also more limited if that, if that's really, like, if you're just like, oh, it's mm-hmm. a Bollywood thing. It's just like, oh, I don't know. It's it's a themed party, and it's like, yeah. this is more expansive, I think. It, it's more inviting, because, like, it, oh, it's Latino and, you know, Indian. You're like, who the hell knows what the hell is going to come on the, on the stereo? Like, I'm into this. Like, I, I like to be surprised. We were talking before, like, you asked me, like, oh, do you DJ? I'm like, skirting around that, like, trying to say yes, trying to say yes without necessarily lying. But, like, it's just like, you know, but but again, this whole, like, I like surprising. I like being surprised and I like surprising, but I really enjoy being surprised, you know, Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's like a techno set. And then suddenly, like, there's a Celine Dion remix that just came on. You're like, huh? You know, Uh, and I think that that's probably what I would imagine your parties create or foster yeah that well that melody ballroom stage was like this gorgeous old um like portland ballroom literally fits like a thousand people and so we had you know like 15 opt is like this 15 member band um i think we had them two years in a row and then we had savila one year um and then we moved to we we kind of graduated 
to um, the Wonder Ballroom as a booking. Uh-huh. Like we were like, wow, we're not doing a rental now. We're, <laughs> we are booked at the Wonder. This place fits 800 people. Wow. And we we're like, okay. Um, and at that point, you know, Fabi had DJed our party several times. Sumo Hair had DJed our party. Oh, fun. I yeah. Like Sumo. He's cool. And um, I was like, reached out to Fabi. I'm like, hey, do you think Reina Tropical could do a live set? She was like, whoa, like we've just been a studio project. Like, let me get back to you. Like, let, we'll go talk about uh-huh. it. And she said yes. They said yes. And they were kind of our, they were one of our guests. Um, Anna, what's Anna's DJ's name? Casual Aztec. Casual Aztec. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, she was a guest DJ as well. And Great Bra- name. And Brown, <laughs> yeah, right? And Brown Calculus. Um, okay. And they also, yeah, were on the bill. And um, in the meantime, I guess... Um, Bomba Stereo. Bomba Stereo discovers them on Spotify. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And is like, hey, will you come on like, this like five, six city tour with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do this tour with them. And then they come and play our New Year's Eve party, so... Oh, so it was a smash. Oh, my God. It was fucking amazing. So it was their Portland debut. It wasn't their first live show together. They'd been on the road for, you know, a couple shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, It was amazing. And we... And I hired a Pungra dance team. These, like, four 20-year-old dudes who can, like, just jump and jump and jump. They came. The show was fucking amazing. That that must have been sick. That must have been sick. I'm I'm curious uh, a little bit... So... You know, so uh, we've talked about a lot, a lot of the bangra, and we've started mention, mentioning Reina Tropical. Mm. Where does the 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 this interest in reggaeton and mm. electrocumbia? Where does that start peeking into mm. the dynamic? Well, so, that was my dynamic before Indian music oh. because I was a DJ for years before Anjali, you know, said, "Hey, will you teach me how to DJ?" Okay, and I was raised totally deprived of anything except like top 40 music and I had very conservative Christian parents who actually didn't want me listening to anything so I would just you know kind of hear some things on the radio and so my 20s were a period of discovery for all sorts of musics that I didn't have access to in in our really you know uh awful society in terms of how monocultural the, the music can often be that's presented so I remember discovering a Perez Prado record at a garage sale and being like oh I'm gonna put this on and I was like oh my god this is amazing I've never heard this music before this was pre like Mambo number no. 5 and stuff and I was just what? like what <laughs> is this record his sounds are so cool and then I quickly found like a Hector Lavoe a Willie Colon record and I was uh-huh. like this is amazing this is so cool and I had a friend named Sonia and she's like oh you want to get into Latin music and so she started making me cassette after cassette after cassette and giving me like an education um, and then I went to Central America in 1999 and started hearing reggaeton, you know, at the bus stops and stuff. And I was a total vinyl snob obsessive back then, but I was hearing such good music, um, you know, met in rap, met in house and stuff in the streets. And so I'd find these cassette sellers, you know, who would have like these bootleg cassettes. And I would ask them like, you know, what's Lo Mas So like I'd try to find like, what's the, the youth music? What are the kids yeah, yeah, listening yeah. to? And so I just took all these cassettes back to Portland. And that was sort of my education into, uh, you know, all this Latin diaspora music that I just was not raised with, that I never heard. And so that was a part of my sound before we were even playing Indian music together or anything. Well, and then you and I were talking about New York and uh-huh. how my sister lived there. And I lived there for about three months, um, living with my sister and working at a bookstore, going to Desi parties. And then I was like, Stephen, you got to come out, you got to come out. And so eventually we went out together and, you know, I'm a night owl and I was probably stay up too late sleep in but then my niece is jumping on my head and so I'm hanging out with family but Steven's sister also lived there so I'm in Queens um, with my family and then he's in Manhattan staying with his sister he would just get up early put his backpack on and like go to different boroughs go to different neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and buy I mean I was buying a lot of Daisy music on CD well we both were um, because the like Daisy kind of remix culture was really big um but Stephen would just be like, I'm in the Bronx today or I'm in Harlem today and I'm just buying like all these like he just like load up on CDs. I, 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 I'll tell you this much sitting on this cold ass porch I did not expect to hear the word met in house today like I just like because <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's not even it's not even that much of a deep cut but it's just like it's this is not where I expected to be talking about it. I'm like whoa you know like well so I didn't make it to New York until 2004 2002 2002 was our first trip to New York together because she'd been going there for years and 
I went to Spanish Harlem and I started going to all the CD stores because there weren't record stores there anymore. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, CD stores. And I was all excited about this like Sancocho and Fulanito uh-huh. and this stuff yes. that I had that I had wow. on cassette. Still some of my favorite stuff that I had on cassette. Amazing. And I'm going to the, you know, I'm going to the stores like, yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the music the kids are listening to. And they're like, all that stuff. Nobody listens to that stuff anymore. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, 2002. Yeah. And they're like, oh, the kids just listen to bachata and reggae. Uh-huh. And they didn't say reggaeton. They said reggae. And I'm like, the kids are listening to Bob Marley? Like, I was really confused. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd buy all these, you know, CDs. This is before the term was coined, I, like, good for you. Wow. I, well, I mean, I, I have cassettes Damn. that say, you know, R E G U E, reggae, right? Uh-huh. You know, it's like that early reggaeton stuff. So I was going to these stores, like, uh, okay, reggae, and I'd look at the CDs that look like gangster CDs. I'm like, well, I'll just buy that stuff because that's obviously the kids' music, uh-huh. right? And so I'd buy all this stuff, and I first first day in Spanish Harlem, I spent like 500 bucks. I didn't even know what I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh-huh. was just kind of like I'm gonna go listen to this, and I realized, oh, it's reggaeton. Okay, that's what the kids are listening when to. When I was in high school. We we didn't used to call it reggaeton. It wasn't called reggaeton yet. It, it like the, you know we'd be at a party. It was like oh play some reggae, but that's what they meant. Like yeah. oh put on a reggae, but yeah. it was you know it was Sandy Papo. It was Fulanito. Sandy Papo. Yeah 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 yeah. Don Oh yeah. Damn yeah. TBT. I think I think we're due uh, you know for 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 a damn dance break here. Um, oh damn, this is like the slow part of the show. Shit. Um, well whatever. Uh, let's listen to. Let's see. We had Ivy Queen before. Let's play a Dusty. Uh, we have a song called Sax Rhythm. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a change of pace, but I think, I think y'all are, are going to dig it at home. Uh, tell me about Dusty. Tell me about Sax Rhythm. Oh, man. Corpus Christi, Texas. Shout out. Shout El out. Dusty is one of the best producers working, you know, with the Cumbia inspiration in electronic format. Yeah. Straight up. Just banger after banger. Yeah. El Dusty. And Sax Rhythm samples the Afro Lafayette band. So, yeah, classic, classic sample there. Cool. Anything for Selena's. Uh, so we're going to listen to a Dusty out of Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, the song is called Sax Rhythm, uh, and we'll be right back with DJ Anjali and the incredible Kate. <laughs>
Song Mess. Un show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground. Su anfitrión, Richard Villegas, es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp. Y con Song Mess, las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal, revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado. Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales. Escúchalo martes 9 pm y jueves 9 am por Nova Hits Radio. Song Mess.
right, and we're back. And the second song that we just heard there is by Ratzapera, and it's called Snake Charmer. Again, just the slightly slower vibe we got going on in this in this set. Uh, what can you tell me about the song? Um, well, there's a super famous um, British Punjabi, I mean, Punjabi, probably based in the UK now, um, Sukshinder Shinda okay. is his name. He's a singer, dole player, uh, producer. He's had a long, long career. I don't know, three decades would be my guess, at okay. least. And as we like to say, he kind of went like middle of the road there for the last decade, like kind of Uncle Bhangra. Okay. Um, one of the things I think that happens in England is a lot of the Bhangra DJs, producers, singers, they, they get on the wedding circuit, and so they uh-huh. just kind of leave their career because it's like more money in weddings, right? Spoken blast. So... The kids like you got to hear this song, and it's this young Punjabi singer, Raf Safara, with Shinda on production, and we're like, no way! Nah. Like, he's back! He's back! Nah. <laughs> um, so one of the things about Pungra is, um, you know, we play for a lot of white people, and white people love Pungra that's got the hip hop samples. Like, sure, they're like, oh, it's funky. I'm digging it. I can dance to this all night, and then. You know, I don't know, as a dancer and as a DJ and just, it's like, well, that's not interesting to play all night. It's not fun to dance to all night. You got to mix it up. So, you know, there's kind of the more, there's the kind of Bollywood version of Bhangra that's like really, really hype and high energy. But then a lot of what the Punjabi like dudes want to listen to is this like slow Uh and low. And like that song is slow and low. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Yeah, I even like performed it with my dancer girls um, at a big show we did for the Oregon Symphony. Yeah. Is, it, is it just raining or is it, it hailing? Tropical. Oh, my oh. oh, wow. You had mentioned sideways rain. Oh. Uh, maybe like, let's go towards the center here. Um, but yeah, I'm actually going to stand up. I feel like yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was a little cold there. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Um, you know, I thought it, I thought it was so interesting when, you, you know, we were mentioning before that you were in India and, like, Dembo was playing and all that jazz. Because um, I, I, I try to think of, like, if there's a reciprocity element to it. Because, like, like, Latin America doesn't really know Bangra. They haven't mm. dipped their toes. And, like, I, I shared a song with mm. you all by Los Picadientes de Caorca. Uh, there's a singer from Chile called Calimutza that she's kind of played with it. There's a producer in Mexico called Sonido Berserk. Uh, he kind of has, you know, tinkered with it. But it's just like, it doesn't, I don't know. Like, I, do you ever get, like, any, like, weird comments from, like, the, the Latino folk at, like, your at your parties? No, and I, sometimes the way I describe our party is kind of like a California, like, kind of cul-de-sac sound, you know? Okay. Just in Oregon a little bit, um, but in California for sure, you've got, like, Punjabis, and you've got Latinos, right? You've got, like, Mexican-American kids. You've got Punjabi-American kids, mm-hmm. like, hanging out together. Maybe you've got this, like, Bhangra, Cumbia kind of sound mm-hmm. that's, um, I feel like, just kind of perfectly dances around each other and kind of just fits together. Bhangra is, like, in general really high, like, uh-huh. in your body, like, your shoulders and your arms, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you want to dance to Latin music, it's a little lower to the ground, you know? And uh-huh. I love that um, juxtaposition of, like, you're like, yeah, your arms are all up, and then you're like, oh, the next song's a little, <laughs> we're going to get a little, like, a slinkier little low to the ground, you sure. know? Um, I, I just kind of in my, I, I feel like our party is, like, in some ways a little bit of a West Coast phenomenon for the, for the way I put it in context just because in um in New York I think it would be maybe it would be less Mexican American you know yeah. what I mean so but I mean with the reggaeton aspect of it I I still think yeah. like, I mean it would speak because yeah. it's very Dominican it's very Puerto Rican it's very Mexican very Colombian you know reggaeton speaks to that crowd I mean I think it, you know, I think it's a fabulous pairing. And maybe people are like um, a little kinder and more forgiving here or something because sure. we're we're in like such small pop, like our immigrant communities are kind of so small here. I don't know. Do you have a take on it? 
I think there's a lot more fusion that needs to happen in the future. Like what you're talking about is mm. the, all the untapped potential Correct. that is there. There was the singer Divani who was part of the Looney Tunes camp and she what? would sing a lot of, um, well, Mirame, the uh, Daddy Yankee song. Mm-hmm. But there were a bunch of other songs that she, where she would sing Hindi hooks. Huh. She'd take old Bollywood lyrics and sing them as the hook. And so there was, there was a producer, a UK producer named Rishi Rich, uh, part of the Punjabi community. He was going to work with Looney Tunes and that didn't quite work out. So there's... There's unfulfilled potential in the future. Because when we started the Tropital Party, there weren't that many songs that combined the sounds. We were kind of forcing them together. And since then, India's gone so Dumbo crazy. And so I just feel like, okay, you know, Latin America's got its chance to start discovering Indian sounds. Well, We've got a future ahead of like us. Tiger Style did a remix of... Don Omar... Oh, and Omisa oh, Yandel. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, Punjabi remixes that came out back in the day. And we were kind of calling it Desi Thon back then. Um, okay. But so Rishi Rich, who he mentioned, is a, a Indian-UK producer who um, worked with um, Juggy D and Jay Sean. Like, before Jay Sean kind of became this, like, American pop mm-hmm. star, he's, he's Punjabi. He's, like, British Punjabi. And he yeah, did, yeah. like, kind of this more Desi R&B sound. But also they did some Bhangra sounds songs together, and there was definitely like Desi Thone kind of remixes they did. Um, yeah, Tiger Cell, Rishi Rich. Um, I mean, even Upper Dandy, right? He's got his one uh, Punjabi re- remix. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it used to be kind of a little more. Well, and then of course there's um, like Elephant Man did um, Girl from Pakistan. What is um, it? Right I and. Um, there are definitely like some dance hall songs that mm-hmm. kind of touch on the like the Indian gal kind of vibe, um, and yeah. So when we kind of started, it was a little more like pulling from all these different sounds of the chutney sound, the like Indian soca from like Trinidad, um, and yeah. Now like like Bollywood and Bhangra, they're just kind of like they're just like handing it to us on a platter. Like here you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so we're reaching the end of the show, uh, and I, I just have like a quick couple more questions. Um, so the apocalypse happened over the past two years, <laughs> and um, we seem to be at seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Um, parties are reactivating. I imagine you two have kind of gone through it as people who you know live off the party world. Mm-hmm. Um, curious about uh maybe not like let's not like you know let's not make this a sob story but i'm curious about the future Mm. like what do you think is the future of nightlife like i you guys have been very careful i mean that's why we're out here on this porch uh in the rain (laughs) no but but you know we're trying to be socially distant mindful etc and thank you for that um but yeah like what do you think is you know does the future hold for nightlife uh post covid it's interesting because most of the f- our friends our age and even our friends in their 30s, they're not coming out. Our parties have skewed really, really young, which is is great. Like, whoever wants to come party is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I feel like those friends that have been so, so careful still fucking got Delta. So yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, we had been so, so careful because I have asthma and... It's like, well, you have to go back to work, and we want to go back to work. And so, yeah, we've been throwing parties since July. Um, What does the future hold? I think some people are like, we're ready, we're doing it. And then other people, yeah, so much slower. I think they'll come back around. I mean, if you you got COVID and you were so careful. I mean, I'm not saying... Let me make an addendum to that question because the first night that I was here, because I, I came in from Seattle on the bus and we got to Union Station and my friend picked me up and she was showing me around a little bit before we went home. And she was like, yeah, downtown, this is like where all the clubs are and stuff and whatever. And so much of it is shut down. And so that's where I'm like, I, I, maybe like the question should be, how has COVID affected nightlife uh, in Portland? Well, We're all I dancing feel- in masks now. Well, in theory, right? We went in to theory. Seattle and the Indian kids were just like, fuck masks. I'm like, can't relate, child. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Portland, downtown Portland is kind of where the mainstream clubs are for the most part. Sure. And so yeah, I don't know a lot about that. But the clubs, um, we're only playing at clubs that like are requiring vaccine cards. Okay, um, cool. mm-hmm. That's kind of like been our thing. Um, those parties have been... 
have been going off. Um, yeah, the mask thing, it's... Uncomfortable. <laughs> That's yeah, what I would yeah. say. A challenge. I mean, I think the fact that we're so stumped shows you how much we can't really even envision the future at this mm, point sure. and what it's going to mean. Mm. I mean, it's very exciting for us because, you know, we're grandparents in the scene, you know, in a sense. And so the fact that we're still able to reach the kids that are just turning 21 and that our sound is appealing to them is really exciting for our personal future right. in terms of like, okay, yeah, we're not just playing to people that are our age. We're able to connect with kids that are just now coming into the clubs like, oh, these are the beats you guys play? We're down. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's I mean, what I still I'm feel about. like what you guys do is so ahead of the curve still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you said your grandparents in the scene, but I still feel like I, I still haven't. I would love to go to one of your parties. Mm-hmm. I've, I don't think I've ever experienced like that kind of like sound clash mm-hmm. on the dance floor, which is the kind of shit that I love, mm-hmm. uh, which is so exciting. And I mean, it means that it bodes well for the future. And, you know, it seems that the crowd is still trying to dance and still trying to be adventurous. And I would love it if you could tell our listeners at home where they can follow you on social media, how they can uh, come and, you know, shake some ass at one of your shows. <laughs> um, we're on Instagram. I'm on Instagram as Anjali and the Kid. He's on Instagram as The Incredible Kid. We're both on Twitter. Um, we're on. We have a, a, a page on Facebook and we have a website, AnjaliandTheKid.com. Okay. Yeah, oh, oh, and... We have sound, SoundCloud mixes. I was going to ask. Yeah. I was like, there must be mixes. SoundCloud and MixCloud and the archives, the Chorbazar archives are up on the xray.fm website okay. if you want to hear uh, the vintage sounds that inspire us. And Cubby Cushy Cubby Cush still broadcasts every Tuesday on kboo.fm and there's hundreds of episodes of archives there as well if you want to hear the latest banging South Asian beats and more. <laughs> Amazing. And well, uh, dear listeners, I'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes. Uh, obviously, I'll remind you that my name is Richard Villegas and my guests are DJ Anjali and the incredible kid. Uh, and we are in Portland, Oregon. And you can listen to this and our close to 400 episodes on your favorite podcasting platform. That's Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, I should say, Spotify, Google, Deezer, all that bullshit. Just Google us. Um, same with social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at Songmess. Uh, if you'd like to send us uh, some music, songmessmusic at gmail.com. Uh, always an email, never a DM, please. Um, and yeah, everything will be linked in the show notes. Uh, we have one more song, which let me just go through this thing. Uh, and it's, oh, it's by The Hallucination uh, featuring Keith uh, Sekola or Sekola, uh, and it's Indian Cars. Tell us about this song. Um, it's a little bit different from their typical sound i mean there's definitely like a driving beat but there's it's kind of like a sweet pop song instead of just like a club banger it's still like i still play it in the club but okay, um okay. it just has this really sweet sentiment um that yeah i don't know just just it speaks to me um well, and the fact that the singers are using powwow techniques with English lyrics just shows how um, the indigenous kids are taking their culture into the future. They're taking the, from the past and saying, well, you know, right now we're using English, but we're going to take these techniques and put them into the club. Amazing. Well, I think that's a beautiful uh, vibe to close out the show. Again, thank you so much uh, for spending this time with me thank and you. with my listeners. <laughs> thank you for having us. Of course. Pleasure. <laughs> thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and again, dear listeners, I'll be linking to everything in the show notes so that you guys can, again, shake some ass. Um, and uh, again, my, my guests are DJ Anjali and the Incredible Kid. I'm Richard Villegas. This is Song Mess. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you all next time. Show.